0: I was kind of thinking if if we uh, if we end up getting made redundant and all the all the work gets shipped over to Japan, I really want to go to Europe and walk the El Camino, um, which I may have talked to you about before. But basically, it's a it's a trip from kind of the the top French Spanish border uh, to uh, the Camino Santiago, which is a I think it's a it's a church I believe um, in the west of Spain. Okay. Uh, and it's it's actually a pilgrimage, so it's a pilgrimage that people used to make.
1: Right. Yeah, I think you might have mentioned that at some point.
0: Yeah, back in the old days. But um, you know, you can do like a, a anywhere. I think from a ten day to a to about a six week trek uh, or pilgrimage. Um, and I always just wanted to do that. Like I wanna I wanna go and I wanna just you know have that experience of walking across Europe. Well, obviously it wouldn't be Europe in this case. It'd just be a small part of Europe, but you know, it's still Europe.
1: So you're going to get Sony's money and then go over and do that? That's
0: Well, plan. that's the dream, but I think I'm just too valuable to be made redundant.
1: <laughs> How's your week been? Have you done anything exciting this week? Uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> into the pool last night the pool yes again so that's good two times this week you're swimming yes
0: oh really you know i i'm really i mean i can swim obviously but i would say that the majority of my swimming and i'm not a big swimmer but the majority of my swimming would have been in the, the beach or in you know non-pools so dams and the reservoir and places
1: like that ah oh, yes the muddy res
0: the muddy res did you ever swim there
1: once or twice. I remember my feet just being like really cold in the mud and a bit being good, but like this is no pool for sure.
0: No, it's definitely not.
1: But then the, like the top of the water was really warm. Like, the differential between the top and bottom water was like what I really remember for some reason.
0: So this was the Golden Point Reservoir, which is about 15 minutes out from where David lived and where we used to go to school as well. And probably one of the funniest memories i have of the reservoir was somebody was saying how dirty the reservoir was and how all all that happened was animals went there to have sex and poo in it
1: <laughs> oh dear
0: and yeah like, i mean it stuck with me i, I, didn't, like, I didn't really care because i mean it happens to everybody of water i guess you can't stop you can't stop animals pooing in water or weighing in or doing whatever they want to do in it but um yeah that was that was something that that very distinctly stuck with me and if you go there as well, the water's quite dark yes and I, I used to think wow that's that that must be poo <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> remember we went swimming around your place one time got some leeches
0: <laughs> yeah leeches leeches were a bit of a feature actually of my of my childhood because we used to you remember the dam we had down the back of the back of my old place yeah yeah so they had that had leeches as well um and I think the first couple of leeches I got, there were those fat tiger leeches as well. Oh. So I, I remember, I remember the ones that they went on Josh, right?
1: Yeah. I think they did my brother. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, they were just little ones though. They were little black ones, but the ones you got in my dam with the fat tiger leeches oh. and you know, they're probably, they were about as big as your finger and they sat there and they just got fat <laughs> on your blood. And I remember, you know, kind of like, I stomped one off me because I came out of the dam and it was already quite fat and I kind of stomped, I managed to rub it off with my foot and I started to try and grind it into the ground and it just wouldn't die. You know, you'd squish it and it would just kind of flatten out and you'd kind of rub it into the ground a bit. You'd take your foot off it and then it would just start crawling again and then you'd grind it into the ground again, take your foot off and it would just start crawling again. They're invincible. <laughs> they were incredible
1: creatures. It's kind of like a roach.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yes, exactly. So they were the they were the cockroaches of my childhood because I mean in Victoria you don't really get cockroaches, but in Sydney you do, and they are invincible as well because you smack them with a shoe, and they kind of fall on their back for a bit, and then you'll go to pick them up with a tissue and they'll flip back over and start running away.
1: Yeah, they just guts dazed. hanging out.
0: <laughs> they're invincible. To be as tough as a cockroach or a leech would be would be a great thing. <laughs> I um something that I've kind of been thinking about recently is. The need for eating meat, because you know there are there are alternatives becoming available. One of which is is lab grown meat, and obviously we don't we don't actually need to eat meat. We have decent vegetarian um, alternatives, um, you know, such as lentils and chickpeas and nuts and everything to provide you with the protein that you get from meat. And then um, you know you can just eat vegetables to get all the vitamins and minerals you need. Mm. And I think, well, for me certainly. Not that I give it a huge amount of thought, and I and I love meat as well. Um, I will just start by saying that. But um,
1: it is great. I don't think I could live without it.
0: Well, you see, the thing is, I think I could live without it. Uh, at the moment, I probably won't. But I mean, I think anybody could live without it. And once you actually made the once you made the move, you probably wouldn't notice the lack of it too much. Um, but yeah, like it just seems incredibly <laughs> unnecessary because I know a lot of farming practices are quite cruel um you know we 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 mass farm these animals um they don't have happy lives um and often they're killed in quite terrible ways um and to me it just seems unnecessary when we have an alternative we could avoid all this kind of cruel treatment to these animals
1: but a lot of people think along those lines and say well I'll just stop eating meat and then that'll help the situation when really what they should be doing is just making sure they're sourcing their meat so it comes from places that are doing it responsibly because otherwise you're just sort of throwing your vote away almost. The meat industry is not going to take any notice of you if you stop consuming their product. Well, that's uh,
0: sort of a good point. But if know, Everyone if not,
1: did it, sure, but it's yeah. not going to be enough people. That It would make more of a difference if all those people ate meat but made sure they sourced it responsibly and then chose the slightly more expensive product there would be a larger demand for that and then the market would shift accordingly
0: no you're right you're right but uh, as well like the the responsibly sourced product is a lot less sustainable as well and i think that's another thing environmentally speaking you know if you want to if you want to give these animals a nice life you just need a lot more farmland hmm. cuz you know you can you can raise pigs in a barn i think basically that's 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 how they live their lives and, you know you've got a giant barn but if you want to give them room to move then you know it might take I don't know how much, maybe a hundred times as much space to kind of give them the, well, certainly for me, at least a happy life that I that I think would be nice. But, um, I mean, then you've still got the issue of the fact that you're just raising them to kill them, um, which does seem a bit unfair and a bit unnecessary when we have these alternatives.
1: Mm, but at the same time, if you're not raising them to kill them, then you're not raising them at all, right? Is that better?
0: Well, that's a very good question, actually, yeah, because, I mean... Like, you still give them a life, and if you give them a happy life when they're alive, it's something, maybe, but... um
1: Or just we have no cows, sheep, or, or maybe we'd still have sheep. We wouldn't have pigs. Or, like, they'd only be in zoos.
0: Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Or, you know, roaming around in the wild.
1: Yeah, the wild boars. or those few people that have them as pets.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Breed them into pocket pigs.
1: It's a, It's a thorny issue. But you're right, there is a lot of cruelty that should be cut out
0: there 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 absolutely is like for me, especially when I do exercise as well, it took me ages to figure out that you know you really need to eat around your exercise and you actually need to to eat at certain times, um which I don't know for for me, I wasn't doing for years because I didn't really understand that side of things,
1: mm, yeah. I remember playing tennis on those hot days and you always had to refuel otherwise you felt a bit woozy afterwards.
0: Yeah, well exactly. And also as well, you should actually you should eat carbohydrates before you do any serious training. Mm. I I feel personally, and certainly that's what helps me. Or else you're just not going to train well because your body doesn't have energy to burn. No, yeah. Do you know what I think the best pre-training food is? Banana.
1: Bananas. Well, I do love bananas.
0: Well, if you if you ever need to go for a run or anything like that, have a banana maybe 15 minutes beforehand and you will perform better, in my experience at least. Certainly I perform
1: better. I was watching the show last night that's all about um, farming in World War II era in Britain. Mm-hmm. And one of the hosts found this old recipe for a bacon and banana dish.
0: Bacon and banana?
1: <laughs> yes, in this old cookbook.
0: And what, what was the what was the combination of bacon and banana? Because I can see it working, actually, because you can have, like, sweetened bacon. It's quite nice.
1: Yeah, I think it was a sort of a more sweet dish. sort of just fried up in a pan, side by side with the juices.
0: Oh, nice. So just fried banana, fried bacon. I reckon fried in a bit of butter. Okay, I'm getting an idea for a dish here. So you'd need some kind of... Well, I mean, you could do it on pancakes. That would be nice.
1: Bacon, banana, pancake.
0: So you, you do a pancake, put it off to the side, fry the bacon, fry the banana chuck the bacon and banana on top of the pancake and drizzle it with a bit of maple syrup.
1: Is this Alex's theoretical cooking corner? Yeah, it is, yes.
0: (laughs) If anyone tries that though, I'm sure it'll probably be quite disgusting, but, you know. It might work. Well, you know. They have banana fritters. Well, exactly, yeah, and they have bacon on pancakes as well. They do. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go, I'm going to take back the maple syrup. I want something a bit more creative to put on top of it. What goes really well with banana? Chocolate. Chocolate syrup.
1: But chocolate and bacon?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. That is going
0: to go down a treat. I'm going to make that one day and then I'll post <laughs> it on the uh, Instagram. On the... Yeah, well, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we can have a link to it in the show notes. In yeah. fact, maybe I'll try and make it this week.
1: Okay. The challenge for our listeners and yourself
0: and myself, mainly myself. Not sure which of our listeners would make it.
1: Hashtag bacon banana pancake with chocolate syrup? With chocolate okay. syrup. Okay. That's a long hashtag.
0: I'm a bit of a ham person. I love I love a good cut of leg ham,
1: right? Oh, yeah. I love that around Christmas time.
0: It's delicious, but I, I can go any time of the year. <laughs> and um, I uh, I had some, some soup that had been made up the other day, and uh, it was just kind of leftover soup. And I thought I could really add some ham to this and just have a nice meal out of it. So I went to the deli, and I just asked her to cut it as thick as she could. And I got these cuts of ham that were probably about a centimeter maybe over a centimeter thick and they were basically ham steaks and i thought
1: this is just the best thing in the world <laughs> what's uh, your roast comprised of today
0: okay so the roast is uh what's well, chicken roast it's really just chicken uh carrots and sweet potato normal potato um and it's going to be tossed through so i've tossed all i've um, already boiled the vegetables so i boiled the vegetables probably about three four minutes so they're just a bit soft Um, and then I've put them in the fridge to cool, and I tossed them through with some olive oil and some rosemary and some parsley, which is a bit of a strange combination, I know, but you know, you got to try these things. Um, And the chicken I put salt and pepper on top of and uh, also this pre-mixed Portuguese spice that I I found in the supermarket. Sounds nice. Well, hopefully it will be. You see, the, the only chicken I could get is just a whole chicken, and I'm not sure if you're supposed to stuff them or not. And I didn't stuff it, so I don't know what's going to happen. But
1: surely that's optional, isn't it? I might
0: put a mandarin inside it. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I think the stuffing. <laughs> I think I think the stuffing gives it moisture. So... All right. Yeah. And a mandarin's all I have at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that a bad idea? I don't know. <laughs> that's a sign of quality bread.
0: Yeah, like if it holds its heat, it's good bread, in my mind. Um, And I'd love to, if I ever made bread myself, I would love to make a really thick, dense fruit loaf. Because, you know, think about it. What's the main problem? Well, what's my main problem, at least, with fruit loaf? It's the fact that when you toast it, it loses its heat really quickly. Um, You know, if you toast this stuff, just just keeps going. It's the gift that keeps on giving.
1: Why exactly do you make toast and then leave it hanging around for a while before you eat it?
0: (laughs) No, it's not that I'm leaving (laughs) it hanging around.
1: But, I mean, you know, you take it out of the toaster. And you you chuck some stuff on it,
0: you know, it's a minute or two already. Yeah,
1: and then you know. not you having... take it to work for lunch, and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know, if you're having if you're having the bread
0: with a meal, like if you're having it with soup or something like that, you don't just sit there and scoff down your your toast immediately.
1: You know, you put it on the plate, have a bit of soup. Yeah, but with soup you just dunk it in. Well, and it's warm again. Not a problem with soup.
0: No no, 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 you want it to still be warm. That's my feeling on the matter. <laughs>
1: Well, it helps, but it's more about structural integrity.
0: You know, like if you if you want to enjoy a nice meal with some bread, um, like one of my favorite things at the moment is I have this marinated goat's cheese, which I have on bread. Um, and, yeah, like it's delicious, delicious stuff, basically. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, you put that on the bread and then you kind of enjoy it with something maybe as a main um, or maybe just some meats on the side or something like that. Really good. Really good. In fact, we should put the the details of this goat's cheese in the link because it's amazing stuff.
1: Okay, send it to me and I will do that. I'm gonna do it. What's it called?
0: It's Meredith Dairy, marinated goat's cheese.
1: Meredith Dairy.
0: I couldn't I couldn't possibly recommend it highly enough. It's not only the goat's cheese, you know, the goat's cheese is, is delicious, but the oil in there, um oh, I don't know what they put with the oil actually, but it's
1: oh it's so good. Just that on a bit of toast and that's Oh.
0: All you need, all you need. I'm not even kidding. It's just absolutely amazing. Garlic-infused extra virgin olive oil with some spices and fresh herbs. Uh, I think it's got some pepper in the oil as well.
1: Oh, yeah, that would go well. So good. So good.
0: I think a really kind of underappreciated thing in Australia, apart from good bread, is, um, well, I suppose an extension of that, how to enjoy bread. Because, um, you know, in Europe, they drizzle olive oil and stuff over bread. Um or, you know, olive oil and a bit of vinegar over bread.
1: Especially in um, Greece and surrounding areas. Well,
0: exactly, yeah. And they have really nice bread there. Um, and they just, you know, they just make the eating the bread really enjoyable. But here we just use it for sandwiches and toast. and You know, you might get a bit of really white bread and put some hundreds of thousands on it and make fairy bread, which is, by the way, the most disgusting Australian thing in the world. Vegemite. And Vegemite, which is probably the second most disgusting Australian thing <laughs> in the
1: world. Hmm. You're more of a uh, Nutella man, aren't you? Or well, you were at one point.
0: Look, can I tell you, David, I saw some Nutella in the supermarket today and I made myself not buy it because, my God, just it's just carnage when it reaches my house. <laughs>
1: I just, it just... Disappears.
0: open the jar and just think, oh, I might just have a little bit. You know, spread a small, scrape it ever so finely on a bit of toast and just think, right, this is going to be, you know, just a little snack. After that first bite, just black out wake up in the morning covered <laughs> in Nutella and spoons and Nutella jars everywhere. <laughs> disgraceful.
1: Well, you haven't much your taste for it then. No. <laughs> if anything, you've refined it.
0: Well, I wouldn't say refined. Maybe just <laughs> learn to enjoy it in even greater amounts of excess. And I will admit I do have a sweet tooth, which I really just have to work on controlling myself.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure you're not that bad. You seem to eat pretty healthy most of the time.
0: I'm not that bad because I make myself not be that bad, um but you know if my diet slips, then I'll just start to eat chocolate. I think that's probably chocolate is probably my main uh vice.
1: Hmm. unfortunate that I don't really care for chocolate all that much.
0: not really unfortunate at all. So it's quite funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's lucky that uh you don't have that thing because I mean seriously, like i if I buy a bar of chocolate, i just I'll just probably go through most of it in a night and then I'll go through the rest in another night. Um, you, you know, if I'm like a really small care, chocolate
1: bar or like a whole block of chocolate. Regardless of
0: what size chocolate bar, <laughs> I'll probably have the same result. So you know, I could buy one of those one kilogram bars of chocolate, and it would be exactly the same as me buying a you know fifty mil bar of chocolate.
1: So then, is the best answer for you not to buy anything, or do you sometimes just get the teeniest tiniest thing that you can find, or is that look, worse? Probably,
0: no, 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 that's fine. Um, look, usually I just try not to eat it. Um, I'll just go a while just. Not eating chocolate at all. Um, I find for me the main problem is I've just got to make sure I eat enough good food because if I'm eating enough food and my stomach's full, I'm not really going to have the urge to snack,
1: mm.
0: uh, or at least it won't be uncontrollable. Um, but if I'm hungry and I don't have anything to eat, but you know, readily available sweet stuff, that's when it becomes a problem. Have you ever? You've heard of Audible, right? So it's like the Amazon um,
1: audio book. Yeah, no, I, it's great. I don't listen to too many things on there, but I certainly do use it from time to time. Do you subscribe to it? I am currently. The thing is that I think I did it for one month because I wanted one particular book. Mm -hmm. And then I went to quit and then it said, oh, you can get three months for half price. Oh, really? So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And then I used one of those tokens. And then I went, oh, I might just quit that now after that time ended. But then if you quit and you still have tokens, they go away. So then I didn't cancel it. So yes, I'm still subscribed right now. <laughs> and I have like four tokens I haven't used.
0: So I'm a bit confused like with it. The, so there's pricing on the on the audiobooks, right? Yeah, um, you
1: can either buy it straight up or you can use the token thing, whatever they call it, when you uh, subscribe.
0: Do you have to be subscribed to purchase a book?
1: No, you just have to be signed in with an account.
0: Okay, well that's that's very interesting because it's like $15 a month and you get a free book each month. Yes, with the subscription. All the books to me seem to be anywhere in the region of well I mean like 20 to more... 30
1: bucks or something usually. Oh, okay, the right. So one I was
0: looking at was on sale and it was about
1: $4. Yeah, which well, is a good deal. Some are cheaper, but most of them are more expensive than the 15. At least most of the good ones.
0: Oh, okay, right. So you just got to pick the right book. Hmm.
1: Okay. I don't know you just have to look, I guess, at the ones that you might be interested in, and then judge based on that.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's very interesting, actually. Hmm. Just try and get the maximum value out of your uh, your Audible subscription.
1: And of course, once you've purchased it, it's on your account forever, so that is a good thing too.
0: Well, do you know what? So I, I actually bought a book today. Um, so I was sorry, sorry, I signed up today, and I got my first free book, and I realized that I was already listened to the book. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Sorry, I'd already read the book. Actually, I'd already read it. I thought, right, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with this, um, and I'll just go to the returns thing. And it was actually quite easy. I just went onto their website and said return. But it's still sitting in my library, and I and I accidentally played a bit of it, and I can still play it. So I don't know if it's actually been returned, or you know, if I can still fully listen to it.
1: I don't know. Maybe they do the same thing as Apple do for apps. If anyone requests a refund, they get a refund, but the app is still on their account and they can use it yeah so it could be just the same thing
0: okay All right. that's interesting
1: so it, I guess it sort of works on on a system, so if you abuse that system, they'd pick that up and then they'd stop offering you refunds
0: okay well i mean i i have actually I've also returned a um a book on um on my Kindle too, so I've used their return thing twice and it's super easy i just I actually got about halfway through a book and then realized that I was reading the wrong version of the book. And needed to read a different one, um, and then I just returned it, and like everything was fine. It happened on the spot.
1: What's the wrong version of a book?
0: Well, so I was reading. I was reading some Shakespeare, and there are a lot of versions of Shakespeare. Um, obviously, having been translated and you know from well, I mean, not really translated, but kind of moved across from an older version of English to what we currently speak. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the way it's kind of been put together is different across a lot of a lot of uh, texts and um yeah i was I was reading one that was fairly poorly put together, so and a lot of like the spelling of the words wasn't up to date with the current use like spelling of our words, um even though they were still pronounced the same, um they were spelled a bit differently back in the day, and they were kept in that that older style, which wasn't really a very good style to read, so oh, okay, um, yeah,
1: it is good that they have such a fantastic return policy, Amazon
0: yeah, they do actually, it's really good, but yeah. that
1: is their main business dealing with purchases of items. Across the yeah. board, not just books and audio books.
0: Yeah, and of course, yeah, and uh, apparently they're they're launching over here now as well, so we may soon experience that.
1: Are they actually? Is there any more news on that? Because uh, they've been saying that for like two, three years now that it's coming, it's coming, it's like this far away.
0: Really? Okay, I hmm. I don't know where I heard it, but I I did hear that they were uh, that they were launching hmm. nowish. Interesting. I don't know where I got that news from, though. <laughs> Could have just been my imagination, honestly.
1: Did you see that they um, released a new Echo device? Did I did, actually... I
0: did. Yeah, and no, I did read that article.
1: There's the Echo Look and the Echo Show. The Echo Look has a camera built into it, um, and it's just a normal speaker rather than that. And then every day you can get it to look at you, and it will give you pointers about your outfit and take your photo, and you can share it on Instagram or whatever you want to do with yes. it after the fact. And then there's the probably more useful in my line of thinking, the Echo Show, which is an Echo that's uh, got a screen built into it. And the Echo, for those that don't know, is a speaker that acts like Siri and you can just talk to it, but using Amazon's artificial intelligence that's called Alexa. And uh, for the one with the screen, I think it could be really handy in the kitchen, especially if you're looking at uh, recipes and what have you,
0: or even just to play
1: YouTube videos. While you're cooking, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and it's cheap too at 230 US dollars. Well, uh, when I saw it though, it looks it looks a bit clunky, doesn't it? Well, yeah, people have said it, it does look a bit clunky, but I think maybe I don't know because this hasn't actually released, and it's not out until June, I don't think. Um, although you can pre-order it now, I think maybe the chunkiness and the clunkiness is just so it's more robust because they figure it might be in a kitchen or what have you. So if it gets knocked around a bit, it will be less prone to breaking. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. To be honest.
1: Would you be interested in getting something like this? Not,
0: not really. Because I mean, I don't spend a whole lot of time in my house mm. um, to 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 take full advantage of it. Um, I think it would definitely be handy for you know families more than anything else, or people who do spend a lot of time at home um, and like to have that kind of control. But I mean, for me, it doesn't doesn't make any difference at all, really. Mm. Um, and certainly, I mean, the online shopping and stuff like that would be handy, but not, not really anything that useful for me, I think.
1: Mm. From what I've heard, not that I've lived with a system like this, but a lot of people find those one or two things that it becomes super helpful with and then it's sort of indispensable at that point. Even if it's just to tell you the weather while you're getting ready for work in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and or reading you the news a little bit or... Playing music is a big one too. Like if you have a Spotify account with this one, you can just say play, play music on the speakers or um, I know, I know you and I are subscribed to Google music. If we got the Google home, which is the Google competitor to this, we could just yell out to it and play a certain song or a certain album. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, look, I mean, that's, that's fair enough, but I mean, for me, mm, no, actually, yeah, I guess, I guess I could see where that would come in really handy. Um, I still wouldn't get one, though, just because, I mean, I can always look up music on my phone just play it through my portable speaker. It just wouldn't have the value there for me, I think.
1: You're not going to rig up your whole house with automated lights and door locks <laughs> and...
0: Look, honestly, uh, Look, if I had the technology, I probably wouldn't mind it, but I wouldn't go to the effort to get it. It's just not for me.
1: Did you see... Um, did you read this article about Windows 10S?
0: I did read the article about Windows 10S, yes, yes. Um, and I think... Would I have got a notification? Because I got a notification about something Windows Ten's improved and you need to update it or something like that. But I don't know what it was.
1: I dare say that that was concerning the creator's update for Windows 10, the normal version, which came online about a month ago mm-hmm. but has been rolling out slowly to people. So with that update, um, there was a lot of small improvements especially around the edge browser and there's now like a picture in picture mode. So in certain apps, if you're playing a video, you can like pop that out to its own little screen and move it around and have it like a little window in the corner. Right. Okay. And I think a lot of, uh, there's also a free 3d drawing app so you can do three dimensional artwork. If you had like a VR headset, you could then experience that. Okay. But yeah, a lot of stuff that they framed for creators So I think there's also a lot of stuff around the pen that got a little bit better. So that um, little app that pops out and you can draw and then take screenshots, sort of improvements Mm -hmm. there as well. There was a lot of little things, but not a lot of huge things. This Windows 10 S is a completely different product.
0: Right, okay.
1: Okay. So for people that haven't heard, uh, a week ago, Microsoft introduced a new product they're going to be releasing called Windows 10 S which is mainly aimed at the education sector. And what it is, is a version of Windows 10 that's locked down, really. You can't install... Well, you can install other browsers, but it's limited. You have to use the Bing search engine. (laughs) Um, And you can't install traditional Windows applications, only the ones that are on the Windows 10 store. And they're billing that as a good thing because it's more secure that way which is true but it also means your adobe apps the app that i recommended you to draw with um, and so many other ones the traditional software can't be used on a system running windows 10s for the moment they've made it so you can easily switch to the windows 10 pro system if you pay them a 50 dollars upgrade fee Uh, but it may end up in the future that you won't be able to switch at all. Not really. The reason why they're doing this, I think, is they want a way to make Windows as cheap as possible on super cheap devices so they can compete with Chromebooks in the education market. But they still want to, as much as possible, be able to charge a good money for regular Windows. So I think they're going to license this Windows for free to manufacturers that make super cheap laptops we're talking like the 200 300 range um and then for anyone that's making more premium laptops they're going to ship with systems that running the pro version of windows yeah right and then they'll have to pay a much higher licensing fee for that than nothing and so then they can compete directly with the really low cost chromebooks which are quite locked down themselves i guess and then if anyone running those systems does really need the pro software, then they can pay Microsoft another $50, which is a pretty significant price for a $200, 300 laptop. Yeah. And back to Microsoft itself that they would have otherwise missed out on. So it's kind of clever if you think about it.
0: Look, it is, yeah. I mean, I suppose that people just have to jump on board and actually use it, though. Which I suppose they will because it's Microsoft.
1: But it's in- it'll be interesting to see how the big software players deal with this, whether they just ignore it entirely or if Windows 10S gains enough traction in the market, whether Adobe will come out with, say... Because they already have some software on the Windows App Store. Like there's Photoshop Express, which is a really lightweight version of their normal Photoshop application. Maybe they'll do that to all their suite and have really low-cost cut-down versions of their entire suite on the Windows App Store. But then if you need the more professional-level versions... You'll mm-hmm. have to then start subscribing to their Creative Cloud platform. Yeah, right. Okay. Or maybe they'll just ignore it, which will be really interesting. You'll have Windows, and then you have to say to people you can't install regular Photoshop. It yeah. just can't can't be done, which has never happened before. Windows was always Windows; you could always install whatever you wanted on it. No longer the case.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't like getting into that area of things, eh? Because once you start restricting it, you know, like you start losing out on the ability to do stuff. I mean, obviously, it's not affecting me at the moment because I'm not going to get Windows 10S, but what happens when they start just doing it with normal Windows?
1: Well, they might. I'd say that's a ways off, but they might end up that way down the track because it's interesting. Like, um, Android, you can sideload apps, but it's a bit of a process, and so most of the time you would get your apps straight through their app store, and then on iOS, you have to use the app store, and Mac... Obviously, is the same as Windows. as You can just install anything from everywhere. But I think that's mainly for legacy reasons. And then Chrome OS, I think you can really only get stuff through their store as well. So the whole industry is sort of shifting in that direction. Which, yeah, right, again, okay. from a security standpoint, is really good. But then if the vendor really controls that, they can lock people out. They can charge more money from it. There's a lot less freedom for customers. Which is not
0: a good thing at all.
1: No. There's a lot of give and take here. Yeah,
0: there is, isn't there? Hmm. funny about
1: that I guess we'll have to see um, what consumers think of it too because that laptop that we saw at the Microsoft store in Sydney Mm -hmm. they only announced that also at the same time they announced this 10S version and it's running 10S even though it's a well in our money $1500 laptop and not a really cheap one yeah okay that's interesting yeah
0: so it does suggest that
1: they might be moving in that direction potentially Although I guess they some of the reason too is that they're really heavily marketing that laptop at students and the same with this 10s variant. Okay, well,
0: that's, that's a good point, I guess.
1: I guess they figure students don't really need to install the highest level professional applications.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit odd logic, but I suppose maybe.
1: Just to cut down versions and then they can get trained up with that and then they can go on when they're actually in the workforce to get the better stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah okay <laughs> i understand that
1: like i'm not really sure i would say it's true but yeah like i said it, it's i can understand it from microsoft's point of view but then it'll be really interesting to see what the um, software providers do because for a lot of the big names adobe um, and then there's sort of ones for there's a lot of engineering software they'll offer it to people for free while they're a student or at a much much cheaper price because they figure if students learn one thing yeah then yeah. when they go onto the workforce, they're more inclined to pick their version over whatever the competitor is doing. Yes. Because yeah. they already know how to work with it. And obviously, a lot of these things are not going to be in the Windows App Store. Well, they're not in there now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do, if anything. Mm.
0: Yeah, 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 makes a lot of sense, actually.
1: Thanks for listening this week. Um, thanks for joining me again, Alex.
0: Not a problem. Always a pleasure.
1: Um, once again, if you could take the time to rate us on iTunes, that would be fantastic um, you can also follow us on Twitter at TangentialSoup um, and we'll see you again next week absolutely, look forward to it
0: you know what? I'm going to put on the chicken now David So yes, it's just... the roast, roast time Gross time.
1: All right. So I'll just put the mic down.
0: And no worries. We can keep the call going, I guess. We'll just- yeah. so i forgot i had to preheat the oven so that's currently happening i did (laughs) i did actually um i did actually stuff a mandarin in the chicken
1: (laughs) is that what you were laughing at
0: yeah that was what i was laughing (laughs) so um yeah in a couple of minutes i suppose the oven will be preheated i don't i don't actually really know how to use this oven i've got to admit but i'm just uh just going with the flow